Does it matter when you read if the person who wrote still lives? Michael Gruber, The Book of Aaron's Shadows. Welcome to Bookish, a literary podcast. I'm Paul, and it's time again for the Sunday Ramble. Today's ramble is part update and part commentary on the state of the literary landscape here in the U.S. six months into the pandemic. One thing's clear, it's taking far longer to get to that new normal everyone talked about than any of us had hoped. And as a quick side note before we get started, and perhaps the best news of 2020 so far, Bruce Springsteen will release a new album, Letter to You, with the E Street Band on October 23rd. If you think this has nothing to do with literature, you've never read his lyrics, and certainly never read his autobiography. Go do both now. Seriously, go right now. I'll wait. First up on today's ramble is something I, and perhaps some of you, have experienced lately that ties back to two of the previous episodes about book scouting and the 2020 used book shortage. Put simply, the ongoing book shortage is making it hard as hell to be a book scout right now. You should go back and check out those episodes. The book scout one was on February 8th and the used book shortage on July 15th. But here's a short recap. In a nutshell, Book scouting is the glorious search for books, either ones you can resell at a profit or acquire more cheaply for a personal collection in places other than the usual new bookstores or online sources. Garage sales, estate sales, friends at the library sales, thrift shops, you name it, all are potential gold mines. The used book shortage has resulted from people not selling or donating their unwanted books for a number of reasons. Closed shops, quarantine, fewer garage sales, etc. Fast forward to this week. I mentioned in another earlier episode that as part of my goal of expanding the bookish brand and bringing sanity back to my own life, I'm working toward opening another bookstore. My first store had only new titles, an error that I intend to correct by having at least half of the inventory of the future shop be used books. That requires, obviously, the acquisition of a huge number of used books for the opening inventory. In normal times, acquiring such books would be limited only by my often meager financial resources. In 2020, through the looking glasses we are, the limitation is more on the book side than on the money side. Friends of the library sales have been canceled or severely scaled back. There's one coming up this weekend that I'm hopeful about, but we'll see. Garage and yard sales have essentially disappeared, and thrift store bookshelves are bare. I stopped by one thrift store the other day that has always yielded something worth picking up, only to find nothing but paperback Bibles and Reader's Digest condensed books. When there's not even one James Patterson title on the shelf, you know things have gotten tight. Not that I'd have bought that one Patterson if it was there. Now, maybe this isn't the case in your part of the country. 
I realize that my part of Texas is not known as a literary mecca, all my efforts to fix this notwithstanding, but we do have four major universities in a 50-mile radius, so there are usually at least some decent books to be found. Of course, those kids all got sent home in April and are staying home studying by Zoom now, so another source has been cut off, at least temporarily. So what's my point, as if I ever have one? It's that for now, if you're a book scout, you have to get creative. One option I'm considering is putting out on Facebook and Twitter that if you're looking to unload any of your books, I'll come to you and make an offer better than you're going to get from those vultures at half-price books. They're good for buying books if you're a reader, but horrible for selling. Another possibility is contacting the friends of the library groups that have not been able to hold sales, and that includes a lot of them, and thus have no income other than the small yearly dues, and see about going into their vast storage rooms and making an offer on some of their titles. I don't know if they'll do it, but it's worth asking. If you have other ideas, please leave a comment. Book scouting is still one of the coolest things you can do as a book lover, but it's a lot more challenging than it used to be. Speaking of challenging, the next part of the ramble involves the ongoing challenge faced by indie bookstores around the country, perhaps the hardest hit retail group and second only to restaurants and bars in the negative impact caused by COVID-19. In the past, I've highlighted several stores that are weathering the crisis well through GoFundMe campaigns, curbside pickup, online orders, and even limited reopenings. But many more are on the brink. And as COVID fatigue has set in, many have basically been forgotten. I want to highlight one that has fallen through the cracks somewhat. The Dawn Treader Bookshop is a used and rare bookstore in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that's been in business for 45 years, offering over 70,000 books in their labyrinth of a store. Ann Arbor is something of a book town with seven bookshops serving locals and students at the University of Michigan. Literati Bookstore, which I've talked about many times, is one of those seven stores, and partly because they have a huge social media presence, partly because they deal in new books, and mostly because they're awesome, They met their GoFundMe campaign goal of $100,000 in about three days. The campaign's currently at $126,000, so they are doing at least relatively well. By comparison, the Dawn Treader has a very limited online presence, as most used bookstores do, and lacks the sizzle of hot new releases to drive sales. They actually lowered their initial April goal of $150,000 to $75,000, but as of today, they're only at $28,135. Losing a store with their history and book selection would be another tragedy of this pandemic, but it's one we can help avoid. You can give to their campaign at Keeping the Dawn Treader Afloat on GoFundMe, and you can also order books from them. If you're local, they have limited limited operating hours right now, and you can also call or email them about ordering. We can't personally punch this virus in the face, but we can give it a middle finger by snatching the Dawn Treader from its clutches. 
Finally, before we get to our book recommendation for this week, I want to let everyone know that Bookish is about to venture into the world of Patreon. If you've never heard of Patreon, it's a platform that allows people, patrons, to support creators in return for extra content and bonus material not available on the usual platforms like Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. As bookish endeavors expand, they take up more and more of my time, and yes, money. So it seems like the time to take this step. Plus, it's really kind of a cool renaissance thing to do when patrons supported the artists. Not that I'm necessarily an artist, but anyway, more on this soon. Now for our book recommendation of the week, in addition to, of course, The Shadow of the Wind, which we're all reading for this month's book club. It's another bibliomystery, The Book of Aaron's Shadows by Michael Gruber. It's got a rare bookstore, ancient conspiracies, secret codes, and Shakespeare. If that's not enough for you, I don't know what is. So that's the ramble for this Sunday. Stay safe, keep on reading, and we'll see you next time. listening to today's episode of Bookish. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to keep episodes like this coming, I'd also like you to consider supporting us by clicking the support this podcast link on the anchor site. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can keep episodes like this coming and also help us get to the point where we're completely ad-free. Thanks again.